Good morning. Thank you for stopping by. I'm your host, Shiki, and this is the other side of the storm. How often have you heard that, quote, little voice, and it tells you to do or don't do something, and often you ignore it? Like, take, for instance, you're at home, you've made a, you've said, I'm not going anywhere. And then you get that phone call from a friend, and they're like, hey, girl, you want to go hang out, or hey, you want to go to the store with me? And you say yes, instinctively, but as you're getting dressed, that nagging voice keeps saying you shouldn't go and you ignore it. Later, something happens. It doesn't always have to be something tragic, but it could be something as simple as you got into an argument and you're, now you're in a foul mood. And the first thing you say is, I knew I shouldn't have went. Something told me not to go. Well, that something is not a something, it's a someone. That is God speaking to your inner man, that spirit man. He's trying to prick you in your spirit and have you listen. He's warning you. Sometimes it's a warning against something. A lot of times it's a warning to encourage you, to push you to do something, to do something God has plans for you to do and you ignore it. You run from it. When God says move, move. There are times in life when when you may have felt like a leaf in a hurricane being blown aimlessly from one emotion, emotional state to the next. The feelings of worthlessness can be overwhelming. The fact is, We all have been faced with that moment of why. We yell the question to the universe, and if we are wise, we wait. We wait for the voice of God to answer. It undoubtedly will be a pivotal point in your life. You will be... Will you be like Joshua at the wall of Jericho and be obedient to the Lord? Or will you be like Jonah and run from your destiny? Well, choose wisely. I I was kind of like Jonah. I ran. The Lord told me years ago it, what my purpose was. It was to share my life and testimonies and to be an encouragement to others. And I ran. I'm like, ah. No, he ain't talking to me. He was talking to me. And just like Jonah, I wound up right where he wanted me to be. So choose wisely. I was never so arrogant as when I doubted the Lord really wanted to use me. He wanted me to walk in the vision that he had given me. And because of my doubt, My marathon began, the running from my own destiny for fear of success. The fear that if I succeed, I will lose myself and become arrogant. A pinpoint of light in the darkness, that was my thought process, helped everything to slowly come into focus and the moment of clarity hit me like a thunderbolt.
if the Lord gave the vision to me, he will surely give me the ability to carry it out. Now anger sets in. The anger I felt with myself when I thought about all the time wasted that I spent running from my destiny. Read this as a cautionary tale and realize that the dream you have been hiding because of your fear to try or the vision that keeps you pushing forward, waiting on the time to make it happen, can and will manifest. If God gave it to you, he will put you on the path to attain it. If you listen to his voice and follow his instructions, pray with expectations and faith, because without faith, you cannot please God. You shouldn't expect something to happen when you, you should expect something to happen when you pray. Praying foolishly is a waste of time. Foolish prayers for things like, let me hit the lottery, or praying for something bad to happen to someone else accomplishes nothing, and it serves no purpose. I know. I used to pray for things to happen to my eldest daughter, um, father. It, it, I was so glad God didn't answer those prayers. He gave me a heart of forgiveness, and I'm better for it. Praying like that is about as effective as spitting in the wind. Prayer is an opportunity to talk to God, to ask for instructions, and ask for clarity. When God tells you to move, move. It is when we totally trust God, even in the midst of our storms or sorrows, that we can work our faith. You have to come to a place in your life when you decide to work your faith, which means stepping out and taking the opportunities when they present themselves to you. It also means leaving your comfort zone and your friends. You have to surround yourself with like-minded people, those who support your dreams and believe in your vision. Do everything with God in mind. Will it glorify him or, will it, or is it for your appearance to man? When God says move, move. It is imperative that you move and pay close attention to that voice, that yet soft voice, that yet small voice that whispers, you can do this. Don't, don't do that. When those hairs on the back of your neck stand up, that is God yelling to your spirit, man, this is dangerous. Don't go there. Don't go down that path. Don't talk to this person. Listen to that voice. Find a quiet place and meditate. Close your eyes. I don't know why believers, well, some believers, not all, I don't want to make blanketed statements, but some Christians think there's something wrong with meditating that oh that that's you know not of God 
The Bible tells you, God's own word tells you to meditate. Meditate on this word. Find your quiet spot, even if you have to go sit in your car. You need some time for quiet reflection to just close your eyes. Take that deep breath. Clear your thoughts. And think, what is it that God will have you to do? What is it that you want to do? What is your vision? We all have a vision of a greater purpose, a greater us. Then ask God to clarify the vision. What's your purpose? How do you obtain it? For me, I knew what my vision was, but I didn't know how to go forth and walk in that vision, walk in that gift. And I cried out and I said, Lord, okay, you gave me the vision. Now what do I do with it? How do I manifest it? You're going to have to open some doors. And he kicked some doors down. It's just like the conversation I had with my friend. We, we were talking. And so often we don't have these hard conversations with ourselves. You said, I want to be married. Well, what is marriage to you? What do you expect to get out of the marriage? What do you bring to the marriage? How can you expect someone else to make you happy if you don't know what it is that you need to be happy? Uh, Just a thought. You can't expect someone else to fill an empty space in you if you don't even know what that empty space is. Back to topic. On hand, like I said before, when God tells you to move, you move. If it's not clear, pray for clarity. Surround yourself with like-minded people. If you want to be an entrepreneur and you're trusting God to help you establish that, you want to start a business or you want Everybody's not meant to be an entrepreneur. Someone has to work for someone. But if that's your destiny and that's your goal and that's your vision, pray. Pray about it. Then ask God to show you how to do it wisely. Surround yourself with like-minded people. Increase your circle. Network with people. If you have a friend that's a stylist, Ask her how she got started. And if they're honest and they're really your friends, they're going to help you. They're going to point you in the right direction. And don't be afraid to say you don't know. If you don't know, you don't know. But find someone who does. And it's important that you find someone you can trust. Pray for discernment. Listen, that's where that little voice comes back into play. Because... The Holy Spirit and your inter, inter, inner man is going to tell you eh, something about them I don't like. Don't, don't let people talk you out of listening to that little voice. Case in point, it was this lady that my friend was friends with. She, you know, she was an all right lady. But it's something about her just did not sit well with me. 
And I let it be known. I said, she seems cool. However, something about her doesn't sit well with me. It's like fingernails on the chalkboard. It irritates me. But I treated her with kindness, as I do everyone I encounter. Finally, down the line after we became friends, the reason why it didn't sit well with me, the reason why it was like fingernails on the chalkboard, is because she was a person who couldn't handle having more than one friend. Now, we both had a mutual friend. She was her friend first. Then she became my friend. However, the lady was upset because I was spending time with the other friend. I used to go visit her. We were sitting talk. One day I came to her house and knocked on her door because I told her I was coming over and she didn't answer. Now I see the car in the driveway. Matter of fact, I could hear them in the house. And I knocked, I knocked. Maybe she didn't hear me. Her children opened the door and they said, my mom's not here. She left. Uh, Come back later. We'll tell her you came. But what she failed to remember is if I stand in her door, I can look in her window in her basement in their their, uh, family room and I can see her sitting on the sofa with her back turned to me as she told her kids to tell me she wasn't there. So I smiled and I told her children, I said, well, tell your mom if she didn't want to be bothered or have company, all she had to do is simply tell me that she could have called me on the phone. She didn't have to have you guys lie for her and tell her I can see her in the window. And I walked away. Later, I talked to a friend, and I, because she lived down the street from another friend. So I went down there because I was a little put back. And I was talking to my friend. I said, I can't believe um, Lady A, not her real name, did that. And she said, Oh, yeah, you know, she liked that. I'm like, What do you mean, like what? Yeah, she can't handle having more than one friend. I mean, she gets mad for no reason, and she'll stop talking to you. I'm like, oh, okay. Sit there and chat with my friend for a minute and left. And got in touch with the other friend. I said, why didn't you tell me Lady A was like that? She said, yeah, she, she you didn't do anything to her. She mad at you, right? I said, yeah. She said, she didn't do, you didn't do anything to her. She just liked that. I said, well, I don't have time for stuff like that. I don't have time for games. I didn't play them when I was in elementary school. I'm not going to play them now. Long story short, I should have listened to that little voice. I let everybody encourage me to ignore that voice of warning that told me, you know, just treat her with kindness, but stay clear of her. And the first thing I said was, see, I should have listened to that voice. That's all I'm saying. Listen to the voice. And when God tells you to move, move. It will behoove you to move. Or you can run 
and waste time just to come back to the starting point and do the very thing that you were told to do in the beginning. As always, I want to thank you guys for stopping by. This is the other side of the storm. Have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, and P.S. This is a new day. Go forth and make it great. And remember, you are loved, you are wanted, and you're needed.